This is CliffCentral.com. The usual suspects are back. Zim Conversations, hosted by yours truly, KF Malindi Jr. and Kamupiri, a.k.a. Big Daddy Black. We have a very, very special guest in the studio today. Shanti <laughs> Muringwa is uh, a very close friend. Very beautiful woman indeed. Um, this page says, from model to entrepreneur. Tell us a bit about that, Tandy. Tell us a bit about that. Tell um, us first about the modeling part. Okay, so if you ever read my blog, you will see that um, the whole modeling thing was never like a dream or a passion or mm-hmm. anything like that. If anything, I grew up a tomboy and I used to mock like models and beauty pageants and the whole situation. But when I was in, um, when I was in college, I did a lot of volunteer work. Like I literally gave my life to community service. I was a community service leader in my school and um, I am tall. And I do like to dress up. So I started dating this guy. I always tell this story because it makes me like feel all good inside. Anyway, we were having dinner and we're having a conversation and all this other stuff. And he was just asking me, how do you keep up with, you know, all the volunteer work that you do and you're still in school and you like you seem to be able to do everything. You could basically be Miss World. And then we laughed about it. And then I went home and I thought, you know what? He is right. Like I, I could be like a Miss World, not in the context of waving my hand and world peace, but being um, given a platform to extend what I'm already doing, but then now to have people recognize what I'm doing on that platform. And so I started thinking about it. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like it became a challenge for me. And so I looked into it and the closest thing to a pageant I could enter at the time was Miss Zimbabwe USA. I mentally prepared myself. I started a blog. Why Miss Zimbabwe USA? Because I was in the US at the time. So um, I, at one point I was going to enter a pageant. It was called Miss Black and Gold. It was like a pageant done by a fraternity in my school. And I was like, no, no, this is beneath me. (laughs) But no, I'm kidding. Um, I I didn't meet the criteria. I think at some point, like maybe I needed to be a US citizen or something crazy like that. So Miss Zimbabwe USA was a pageant that was there. And my thinking was very, it was very calculated. I wasn't just thinking, okay, I need to win a pageant. It was, if I enter Miss Zimbabwe USA, I'm going to win that pageant. And when I win Miss Zimbabwe USA, it will lead me to Miss Zimbabwe. I'm going to win Miss Zimbabwe. Then I'm going to represent Zimbabwe at the Miss World pageant. And this is like my little two-year plan of how this is going to work. And so um, I did enter Miss Zim USA and I won. Like the first time around, I won the pageant. And um, so then I went on. And then the year I won the pageant, um, I will never forget this. The day after I win the pageant, the headline in Zimbabwe, me, I'm in Chicago. The headline in Zimbabwe is Miss Zim USA Band. And there's this huge Mm. picture of me. My mom is freaking out. She's (laughs) like, have they deported my daughter? What's going on? And so it turns out that, um, ZTA had made a decision. I don't know why that, um, the foreign, um, the foreign Miss Zimbabwe's can no longer participate in the Miss Zimbabwe competition because they have an unfair advantage. What is that? Um, so the argument was that because there's, at the time, there was Miss Zimbabwe USA and Miss Zimbabwe UK. So these girls would come and contest in the Miss Zimbabwe competition. And it was said because they come from like a better country, they have better dresses and they're better. But, you know, we're still Zimbabwean. Don't you want the best candidate to represent your country? I think there was just a lot of politics. You know how things go in Zimbabwe. <laughs> so um, the the foreign contestants were now 
barred from entering Miss Zimbabwe. So at that point, it seemed like my journey to becoming Miss World had come to an abrupt end and I was so heartbroken. Yeah, I mean, because you flipped the script when you started to talk. You said um, a friend of yours said that, you know, you do everything, you volunteer, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Those aren't the first things that I think of when I think of Miss Zimbabwe or Miss Earth or Miss Universe. I think bikinis. I think a lot of people agree with me. That's that's, that's that the first thing. But it shows that there's a totally different perspective from a female point of view as to what modeling and these pageants actually mean. So for me, um, so because if, if I was to tell a friend that you should be you should contest in Miss Zimbabwe, I'd be like, okay, you've got a beautiful body. That's true. So um, where where it came from is I, I don't know if you know this, but. Um, the, the ethos of Miss World is beauty with a purpose. So that was the name of my blog for the longest. Then I, I switched it over when I stopped doing pageants. But um, when I read about that, it moved me. You know, like um, every year you'll find that there is one contestant who wins the title of beauty with a purpose. And this will be a girl who's out here. She's 22 graduated she's been running like an organization that does abcd in her country so it it seemed to me this is a platform for me to really influence and people will because what happens is if you are miss world right you'll end up on radio stations on tv and everything so then now you can move whatever cause that you are interested in back to my story so that was cut off I forgot all about it. It was like, okay, I have one Miss USA. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And um, a year later, I moved back to Zimbabwe. So when I moved back to Zimbabwe, the people who were running Miss Zimbabwe USA then approached me and said, hey, we just got the license to run Miss Earth, and we don't have time to put together a pageant. Would you like to go and represent Zimbabwe? I was like, why not? It's a free trip to Asia. I want to do it. Why not? So I knew nothing about Miss Earth. Like you, I was just like, what is Miss Earth? And so um, there is Miss World. There's Miss Universe. And the people who started Miss Earth felt like it was a time when everyone was talking about going green and everything like that. So they wanted to start a pageant that um, would have a focus on the Earth. Okay. And so for that side, the beauty with the purpose side, you're supposed to engage in an environmental project in your country. And being a person who is never outdone, when I read that, I was like, I have the perfect idea. That year, the UN had declared it the year of forests. Mm -hmm. So they were focused on reforestation and everything like that. So to really raise the awareness, instead of just going to people and saying, hey, you know, let's talk about forests and everything, I came up with a challenge. I was going to plant 2,500 trees in five days at 50 schools. On my wow. own. And so I went out, I was asking for trees and people donated all these trees. Some of them came from forestry commissions, some came from businesses and everything like that. And then it was, okay, let's go. And it was before the, the time of hashtags and everything like that. I'm pretty sure they were there, but they weren't as, you know, strong as yeah. they probably are now. are now. And so we went out and ZBC followed me with a camera and there were like a few... I don't think they have any more cameras, but anyway. They did at the time. And there were a few reporters and then I went to 50 schools and I essentially met 2,500 children because what I said in my little campaign was how the schools can assist me because of time. Please dig the holes before I get there. So we're literally just coming to put drop the tree yeah, in, to yeah. drop the tree in. But it shouldn't be about me. We're trying to encourage children to plant trees. So select 50 kids. Doesn't matter who they are. And each child will plant a tree. 
And then when I'm gone, each child has a responsibility to take care of that tree. So every school I went to, I met all these kids. So I met 2,500 children. And you would think something like this would make me feel like, oh, my God, I'm the, I'm the most amazing person. I planted 2,500 trees. I'm cool. I was so humbled. I was taken aback because we were planting trees in like, um, we weren't at the private schools, fancy <laughs> things like that. Um, I did it in Bulayo. So um, the agreement for the companies to sponsor the trees was that I should do it at um, disadvantaged schools. So it was all the high density schools and the love I was shown by these children. They had written me poems. Some of them had like drawn things. And because they were told a beauty queen was coming to their school, they were out here like, you know, I told my mom and Mrs. Zimbabwe is coming to my school today. And just that excitement. And then it started, it ignited something in me that felt this should not be an experience for Tandi alone. This is an experience that everyone else should have, which is why after um, my reign as Miss Earth Zimbabwe, I went and applied for the license myself to run Miss Earth because I felt this is a platform where we can influence the country, where we can mold young women to be ambassadors for a cause that matters to them and something that's not traditionally looked upon as being cool in Zimbabwe. Yeah. But to have like, imagine a 21 year old and I've met some amazing girls. They'll come up with projects. Like there's one recently who was, um, as part of her environmental project, she she was working in a hub in Harare and she came up with a competition where kids were being taught how to. Um, so they basically it, it was something to do with creating robots. And then these robots are supposed to be um, used for like um, the disposal of waste. or something. It was really okay. technical. And like when she explained mm-hmm. it to me, I was blown away. How but- has the sustainable energy move been accepted in Zimbabwe? I, I don't think has it, it been easy. It it, it hasn't. It it really hasn't because it it's not. Um, I feel on a large scale, companies are like, okay, everyone's going green, so let's just um, let's buy a few bins, donate them to a school, or let's buy a few trees and donate them, and we've met our you know our quarter of yeah. corporate social responsibility. And yet, I feel if we really paid more attention to it, we could actually create a whole industry. Like if you look at other parts of the world, there is industries that are built around the sustainable energy, around sustainable living. You know, recycling generates money. Mm-hmm. There is, um, if you if biogas. There's biogas. There's um, solar energy. I mean, reduce, solar, you know, what you need from Zessa and You know, with, like with the whole cap and trade thing, you can actually earn um, um, credits for, for, for being green. So we, we are not talking about it. The frustration is, even when you look at our administration, not to go there, but you, you're having people who have no clue. On, on, on the whole environmental move and they're, they're leading us, you know, like you, you have a, a, um, a, a minister of environment who basically used to be a minister for something else. And then when there was a cabinet reshuffle, she was just kind of thrown <laughs> there. And, and, and it's, it's not an insult to her as a woman, but it, it's just a question of how much of yourself have you given to learn about this? Because I will not lie. When I first became a third, like I said to you, I knew nothing, but then it, it's become like my passion. It's become something that I'm so invested in and I cannot have a conversation without really going back to something that's green or yeah. something that has to do with sustainability. So yeah, I think another issue probably coming from your point in regards to people just throwing themselves into positions is you find that a lot of us don't know a lot of things, right. but surround yourselves 
around people who do know who do those know. things and then learn. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. And I think in terms of Zimbabwean youth, especially in your case, young preneurs, mm-hmm. um, you haven't been given that opportunity to assist people who are in those positions so of power to actually say, okay, well, we've been doing this. Why don't you come, you know, we'll, you know, lend us an ear. We'll tell you, you know, and then and also how much has come, how much has come from the environmental management agency. True. From, An- another, another thing that, I've benefited from from Miss Earth is the cultural exchange. So recently, um, we had traveled to Ghana for a waste management, um, a launch of a waste management project that was being done by Miss Earth Ghana. So she just kind of handpicked a couple of other Miss Earth contestants to come to the country. And um, when I was in Rwanda for for the World Economic Forum, I met with the director of the Miss Rwanda, um, Miss Earth Rwanda. Um, uh, pageant and it's like I'm learning so many things because I, I get to go to these countries I talk to other young women I see what they're doing in their own countries and those are things that I wish I could come back to Zimbabwe and then say to the Ministry of Environment or the Minister of Tourism this is the knowledge that we have gained this is what other countries are doing so essentially when people always say that young women who enter pageants are ambassadors for their country it is true yet you know, our country has sort of skewed pageants into this uh, immoral and, and, and I mean, low life. You can't run away from it. Like, I mean, that's the first question I asked you. I mean, there is that sexism to it. Um, and it's hard to run away it's, from it's it. It's there. And then, and then also, and, and then may, maybe, maybe I'm just naive, right? But I always say this. I say this over and over again when I speak to people that pageantry really is not about being beautiful. Yes, that's the side of it that we see because a, a lot of the times people will see the Miss World competition, right? It's two hours. But what they don't know is those girls will go, if it's, say it's in London, they will go there. They'll be there for two months. They have pre-competitions, which are not based on their beauty, which are based on many other things. It's, it's a test of sort of like endurance. So w- when I think of pageant girls, it's those all-rounders in mm-hmm. life because then you have to be able to carry yourself with poise, speak well. You have to be smart. You have to also be able to be in a competitive environment and keep yourself intact and so it's like finishing insane. school it is like finishing <laughs> school i guess but um i i i would like to say not not every girl should enter a pageant not at all but i think every young person should go through something like a rigorous program whether it's a pageant whether it's like a camp whether it's like a little summit you attend but something that takes you out of your natural environment forces you to think outside of the box and then brings you into sort of like a an environment where you're meeting people with different mindsets different backgrounds and then you're aiming towards something like there's an end goal to what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I think that that sort of experience will, will really transform you. And when I look at my life, I've had many experiences like that. And I feel like I'm very blessed. The first time I went to the U.S., I was an exchange student, a rotary exchange student. Again, that was another platform for me to fly the Zimbabwean flag high because yeah. you are – you're essentially a representative of your country. Everyone who's there who wants to know anything about your country asks you, but you're 16 years old. At 16, you've been given the burden of being an ambassador for your country. Mm-hmm. And so it elevates your mind because I would go to, um, as you know, Rotarians are old people. Yeah. So I would go to meetings where there is 60-year-old CEOs of like large companies in the U.S. And at the time when I was 16, it was, it was just after the um, land reform and everything that was going on in Zimbabwe. And um, before you go and exchange, 
you go for like a what do they call it? like it's, it's it's sort of like a boot camp thing the do's and don'ts of an yeah, exchange student yeah. and everything what what they emphasize to you at that at that stage is never speak negatively about your country it's not to say you should sugarcoat everything but try to find the good about your country True, yeah. be a good representative don't go out there and you oh it's so horrible and i can't mm-hmm. go back to that country and so you're already a steward of what you say at a young age and being able to answer people honestly and say yes there is a lot of trouble in my country however this is the beauty of zimbabwe this is the celebration of where i come from this is Outside of what you see as This is what we have to offer as a people This is what we have to offer as a people We we have smart people We have innovative people We have um, people who have gone out into the world And become true leaders Even within your own US Like your banks you have Zimbabweans who are yeah. working there and they're, they're making a difference. You, so we are there. We, we are a strong people. It, it's not to say that we should ignore what's going on. But so, so that sort of thing, like those experiences, I, I think. Um, those are some of the things that pageantry um, sort of molds into exactly, young ladies. Into young ladies. And, and, and that's why I've stuck with it. A but lot don't of, you think it's certain pageants, not all pageants? I think I think that in everything in life you can choose what you want to get out of it. Of course, definitely. But like if you if you look at now what you got to learn from Miss Earth, there's a totally there's a huge difference from every other pageant that that girls are kind of like offered now. True. That, that is true. You won't get you won't get you won't get someone coming up and being like, oh well, I'd like to enter Miss Earth. Because they don't have that opportunity, they usually have a miss something something. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like like especially in Zimbabwe, like we have Miss Curvy. Like I laughed the other day. There was like some miss. There was some nightclub that was opening, and it yeah. was Miss So and So. But I think also it's because it in the Zimbabwean context we have failed to separate modeling mm-hmm. and pageantry. Pageantry. Yeah. Because long back the only entry you had to, into modeling was pageantry. Yeah. So you didn't have modeling agencies and we still don't we don't really have strong ones. There's there's some here and there, but it's not like South Africa where a young woman can essentially say, I am pretty, mm-hmm. I, I look good in pictures and I just want to take pretty pictures and look mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. and not have to enter Miss South Africa or anything like that. Because I as much as I said I never wanted to enter a pageant, some of the women that I admire the most were former Miss South Africa's because that, that, that's what we had closest to yeah, us growing yeah. up. I would look at these women and I, I was just amazed, not amazed by them being on the stage and, you know, um, turning around or whatever, but I was amazed by them because at a young age, they started accomplishing so much. And you grow up and you think, I want to be like Vasitsane Kumalo. Or I want to be like Peggy Sue, who even she was, she was Miss South Africa, I think, in like 94 or 96. And now she's like a high-ranking investment banker. Yeah, and because, I mean, the, the predicament we have in Zim is that we are, the assumption is that you only, only uneducated people exactly. get into pageantry. That is true. You, I mean, I, I find a lot of, um, I mean, Miss South Africa was just recently done. And no, I'll, and a lot I'll of the stop girls, you in your tracks. Of, yeah. The the previous Miss World, so not not the current one, but I think it was twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. She was South African, mm-hmm. and she had just completed her medical degree. Yeah. So and and that is what I hope and I wish for our country that more you know and and I'll tell you with Miss Earth. So it's made it very complicated for me. I'm unliked in certain circles, but to enter Miss Earth Why Zimbabwe, is that? let's get into that. Yeah, that's what I would like to know. Yeah. Um, to enter Miss Earth Zimbabwe, um, the requirement is you have to have completed high school and be mm-hmm. studying towards a tertiary qualification. Okay. So we're not saying you have to be 
getting a degree. Like you could be at a polytech, you could be at a university, mm-hmm. you could be you have to be doing something I mean, with your life. That, that makes sense. It's just like sports in the US. You know, for you to get into a draft with the NBA, with the NFL, you have to be in a college. In a college, yes. Yeah. And and why we want that. I look at it in the sense that right now unemployment is so high in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm encountering a 20-year-old who wakes up every day and goes to school, she has a sense of purpose already. You have a sense of purpose. You are working towards something. How many everything. years has it been? It's been, oh my God, we're in 2016. Five. Five years. Congratulations. And, and it's, it's been a tough journey. Um, we were talking earlier about sponsorship. Yeah. Obviously, Kissiwe. So, um, there, there's been breaking points in my life where I literally, um, I will never forget the 2014 pageant. We did this pageant. It was amazing. My, my friends traveled. We, we had it in Bulai. My friends traveled from Harare to come through. Um, I remember Audius, mm-hmm. good friend of yeah. mine, um, came through and he, he performed and he did it for free. I, sh- I probably shouldn't be saying this on radio, but he, he did it for free. And well, if he's your friend, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, and he's always supported Miss Earth. Yeah. Um, he came, he performed. It was a great experience, you know, like uh, we had sponsorship from Reds. People drank their hearts out. They were all happy. My mother was there. So the, in 2014, it was the first time that I had my mom actually attend, mm-hmm. right? So she was there and it it felt like such a great achievement. And I will never forget that as soon as the pageant was done, I remember going home and got hit by such depression. What happened? I was so depressed. I was so tired because, you know, when, when you are trying so hard to do something, and I'm, I'm one of those people who um, I don't give up, right? So if I determine in my mind that I'm going to do this with or without support, it will be done. So what happened is people saw this image of what looked like a successful pageant, but I knew that behind the scenes, everything I had gone through Ooh, yeah. and, and all this other stuff. And it was like, I'm over here owing this person and that person and that person. And every time my phone rings, it's, it's a person saying, oh, you, you need to pay for this. And, you know, I laugh because so many times when, when I do press releases or when I write everything, it's always we at Miss Earth and yet we is just Tandy. You know, one wow. person, it's yeah. one person who's doing this. And, and of course, there's people who've helped me. I, I cannot, um, not acknowledge them, but it's, it essentially, it falls on me type of thing. There's, there's never like, oh no, deal with my PA or talk to this or, you know, th- th- <laughs> that sort of thing. So I fell into a depression and for a month I was just, I, I was like a zombie. I was so depressed. And I remember promising myself, I am never going to do this again. And, you know, I'm so smart. I studied at a good school. Like, why am I not living in another country? Because you're not stealing. Working. You know, like, why am I not living, like, outside of Zimbabwe and working in a corporate job? Because those are the kind of things that, that come to your mind. And it can get so heavy and so tiring, yeah. especially because you feel that, you're in that predicament, not because there's anything wrong with you or because you're not working hard enough, but because of the economic situation, the political situation, the environment that we find ourselves in. Whereas in South Africa, speak of Miss Earth, it is such a big organization. I was going to ask, I mean, we were speaking um, to some other guys who we interviewed, they're into sports management, and we were asking about the corporate social responsibility culture 
within Zimbabwe because you can't run away from the fact that there are companies with a lot of money. That's true. Delta Beverages has got a lot of money. I'm going to name them. Econet has got a lot of money. Well, at least they have enough money to be able to sponsor Miss Earth in that, a country as small as that Zimbabwe. That is true. But What's then going on? Th- th- there's, two, there's two sides to the story. First of all, don't forget that you can name those companies because there's like just five, five. <laughs> right? And then after you've named those five companies, every person who has an initiative Goes is to going them. to them, right? So they get all these things and then it eventually gets tiring. And the marketing lady basically is like, okay, we need to fulfill our sponsorship to um, this sort of cause and this and this and this. And then they pick the ones that they want and they go ahead with them. And then the most horrible thing that could have ever happened to me as a person who wants to run a pageant is the Miss Zimbabwe pageant. They have had so much drama. They have done every single thing that any... Sensible oh, yeah. company. A lot, lot of sex tapes came sex out. Tapes a lot of nudes came nudes out. and the dramas and everything. Yeah. So if I am a business, I'm going to tell you right now, anyone coming with the title Miss, no. We don't want it because we will, you'll come here, you'll sell us a dream, you'll tell us Miss Earth is so amazing. We slap our sponsorship on you. A week later, you're involved in some sex scandal and then that, that ties in the brand. Mm. So the Miss Zimbabwe pageant, which is the largest pageant, which is something that everyone should aspire to be and everything like that, has had the worst sort of brand management and public relations. I'm going to get shot for saying this. <laughs> and so it, it's across the board. It has ruined things for any other pageant, one. And two, Zimbabwe has pageants for everything. I need you to know, when we had the UNW T.O. thing. Yeah. Someone at ZTA thought that it would be wonderful to have a Miss UNWTO. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Is that when we had delegates from all over the world flying into Victoria Falls? Victoria Falls and and everything. That was a great conference. And then why do that? That was a great platform for that. I really try. I really try to say... What should be happening instead of having two million pageants for everything? You know, you think of, oh, okay, next we'll be having a miss shutdown, you know, yeah, miss this flag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, miss this flag? <laughs> yeah, miss this flag. But what, what I think is, why not establish, you know, like you have the big pageants, the big names, right? Why not enhance that girl's experience by saying hey Miss Zimbabwe the UNWTO is coming we want you to come through here and be the face of, yeah, of, of the whole this. that so, makes sense yeah. so come through to Vic Falls welcome our delegates uh, we'll give you maybe a platform to speak about why tourism yeah. matters to Zimbabwe so groom this young woman into such a holistic person that she's out here she's she's representing if Econet is having a function she's the face of that and this and this and this it it will become, she'll become such a brand on her own that even people who are outside of that scope will be like, hey, can you get us that Miss Zimbabwe girl to come through yeah. to our function? And then once that starts happening, you can start charging. But you see why that doesn't happen, Tandy? You mentioned it already. You said Miss Zimbabwe itself is a flawed concept. Right. The people who run it, the PR, that's something that they're supposed to do. They're supposed to arrange that when you put the pageant together. That's that's the stuff that's supposed to come as your package. You're supposed to have like a whole thing whereby when this happens, they send her there. Right. But because of what it is, it's not going to happen. So, so then now you have some companies that are downright do not associate with pageants. They're like, you know, I, and I've had a lot of people say, you know, we really support what you're doing. We love the initiative. You work with kids and everything. Unfortunately. But let me give you an idea. Maybe it's already there. Maybe it's not. But I think this would be the solution to it. Isn't there like a body that regulates? 
pageants Basically. within the country? Because I mean, that's what you did. Um, it's one like of the, just the, waking the, up and the, saying I'm a doctor. That's true. The um, the the guys who run um, Face of Black Opal. It's very successful because it's privately run and they really manage it and, and everything and like that. it's not called Mrs. Face of Black Opal. And so that's, you uh, can tell it's private. Yeah, it's very private. And it's, she's a face. Like, she's, yeah. she's a, it's an ambassador. Well, face of a product. Product. Yeah. 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 Um, but then they, they run it pageant style because they, they tapped into it. They realized our people, as much as we criticize those pageants, believe you me, when we have a pageant, people buy tickets and they of come. Of course. Yeah. They find them very entertaining. We've been doing that since we're like, what, 10 years old? That's 12? Very true. Yeah. So, um, they run their face as as a pageant, but the guy contacted me and he was like, "Tandy, tell me, is there no board? Can we not start a board?" But then the powers that be was it Tatenda? Mm. Yeah, uh, Tatenda's partner. Um, now I'm forgetting his name. Light skin dude. Yes, the light skin. <laughs> yeah, I remember the little okay, light yeah. skin dude. That one, yeah. But and you see, these are young guys, yeah. and the reason why Face of Black Opal has been successful is they put these young guys who can see the the thing about where we are as a people is life is evolving. Which is why I wanted to tie this into yeah. the This Flag movement, right? Yeah. Why This Flag will matter to, to, to a lot of young Zimbabweans is he communicated with them on a platform that they understand, that they engage with on a yeah. daily basis, right? Face of Black Opal becomes popular because they post the pictures of these girls on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, for you, sure. you like the girl that, 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 that mm-hmm. wins and things yeah, like send that. Send them out on WhatsApp, blah, right. blah, blah. So yeah. it's being done in a non-traditional way, right? And that is what we need Across Zimbabwe Start speaking the language Of the young people And we cannot ignore it We are a young country About 70% of our population Is youth Is youth I mean, it's, And it's not just about The platforms and, and the language It's also about the actual issues We've never true. had anyone To actually represent us That is very true You know, you, you I mean? know like I, 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 I used to I used to struggle a lot With my parents Where my dad would say You know when I was 22 I owned my own house mm, and yeah. uh, I had a job, I had a car and when I was 25, I was married. Very and I'm true. like, you need to realize that we live in different places. So they cannot understand our struggle because they've not lived where we are. To them, we seem like a bunch of sport little brats who were foreign educated and now they're back home living in their parents' houses. But in that sort of economy, I would have to be stealing to be able to own my own house with, without without financial assistance from my parents or, or anything like that. So it, it's it's those things. So you can see why a person like me has um a lot of my friends have said you know you've become very you know political and all this stuff i'm like but what my my daily living is affected by the policies of this country of of zimbabwe yeah, politics is ambiguous it, it affects everything. everything it affects everything so i i have to keep up with what's going on because whatever decision they make as much as miss earth may not seem important to the next person will essentially affect my my own little corner and my own little Sphere of influence, so we, we we need to really the the country needs to get back on its feet, just so that young people can thrive, old people can thrive as well. Because exactly, yeah. the, the the problem with with the problems of Zimbabwe is that they're not just affecting the young people. Think think of 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 our grandparents who don't have pensions anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I was just telling someone right now that my my grandmother is fully dependent on all her children who live in South Africa. And how they help their mother is they send a a, a Changani bag with groceries mm-hmm. every month. And now those have been banned. What is she going to eat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they send her 
the equivalent of what they would use to buy those groceries in rands, it's not going to... It's, it's not going to, you know, buy the same. It's not going to buy the, the same. same so it's, it's these little things that are done in, in the name of, of, of governance and, you know, getting Zimbabwe back on its feet that affect the small man in such a significant way. And until someone sort of like taps into an area that you're affected, it's very easy to, to brush to it ignore, off. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, don't you think the, the problem is with us as well? We've been ignoring it for too long. We're we, ignoring we, we it because it wasn't, it wasn't we, affecting us. We like, haven't cared for too I, long. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be very, very honest. I came back to Zimbabwe. My parents have a generator at home. Mm-hmm. My parents have a borehole. They can afford to pay for high-speed internet, Mm -hmm. and I am able to constantly travel outside of Zimbabwe. So essentially, I get the best of both worlds, so to speak. You know, a lot of people are craving to be at home, Mm -hmm. but their financial situation does not allow for them Mm -hmm. to be there. So here I am. Every time, people would always be like, oh, but things are so bad at home. No. Things are not bad at home. Zimbabwe is amazing, guys. You know, like, and I love how the life and I get I to live. I, was, chilled, I yeah. was interviewed by you, and that was one of um, the the interviewer asked me that question. Okay, well, what is actually going on in Zimbabwe? I talked to one person. They're like, everything's cool. We're good. Our country's beautiful. I talked to the next person, uh-huh. and they're like, we we lack unity and empathy. That is so very- even though I'm good. I can see what's going on around me. Just because I'm good doesn't mean I can't see. And and you know, but but the, the thing is, the thing about privilege and comfort is, you know, it's so close to home. I don't even need to talk about other people. My own relatives mm-hmm. don't have that lifestyle, right? But then we always seem to think, and, and and now I can understand why people would stay with certain political parties, even though they're not really the right decision or the right space to be in. As long as I am comfortable and I am not affected, mm. I'm not going to speak up. But why this whole this flag movement actually gained traction within these past couple of days? Mm-hmm. Think about it in in, in this context. Um, I started getting upset when I traveled out of the country and my bank didn't even they didn't even send me an email. I saw this on Twitter just randomly saying that. From now on, if you bank with Bank XYZ, I won't say who they are, um, your Visa card is not going to yeah, work. No. no, no, I won't say it because I actually like them and yeah, they're, no good problem, no problem. they're good to me. They're good to me. But anyway, if if you bank with us, your Visa card is not going to work outside of the country. When when the whole money shortages thing wow. started, I, they they did not give a reason for 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 why they were doing that. And I was out of the country. I was booked into a hotel, and. Literally, my heart stopped because I'm like, "How am I going to go to this hotel?" And like, listen, my card's not going to work. Do you want to come back with me to Zimbabwe? I'll get you the cash. There. I'll get you the cash. And <laughs> and remember, bank transfers were not are not going to work either no. because if the transfer is made, it's not going to take two weeks or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that that was such a tinge for me because then now life as I knew it started changing end, yeah. yeah and 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 so i had to make an alternative and and everything like money was put in my eco cash and da, 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 da. but but then again the fact that i was still in a position to have that done for me mm-hmm. again it's 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 that not pri- everyone has that privilege exactly yeah. and and so and so it goes but why i think the shutdown last week worked was you had angry civil servants who hadn't received their pay. Yeah. You had the 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 the, the taxi drivers, mm-hmm. the combi drivers who, who were tired so- of the roadblocks and everything. Yeah. Exactly. And so I I would I'm one of those people who's of the mindset that 
yes, this flag is wonderful and, 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 and it's moving and everything, but there were a lot of factors. It was well orchestrated. Yes. There mm. were a lot of factors that tied into why people didn't go to work last week and went to work yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they got paid now. And they got paid and they're like, <laughs> so a lot of those people, like I'm telling you right now, if you ask them and yeah. say, why did you stay away from work? They will tell you, I was angry because I hadn't received my pay or I'm sick and tired of, um, being stopped by police and some essentially could not go to work because there was no transport, transport anyway. to, to, to take them. So you woke up in the morning, you stood on the side of the street or they already knew that if they leave their houses, there's people who have sworn that if you leave your house, yeah. we're going to beat you up or we're going to attack you or whatever it is. So do you think it was like that? I was in Zimbabwe. There were, there were WhatsApp messages that were going around where they even threatened private schools to say, if you do not, did you not I, see that? I, I read, I read something on oh, Twitter then, or this, Facebook today. This is that very interesting. The, um, the headmistresses of Chizzy. They got, yeah, Pichy, they got called. Uh, Bishop's Lee. Yeah. And no, one they other actually, school were actually the, called. Yeah, the WhatsApp message Why went did around. Why you close your school? Huh? As in, why did you call your, close your school? Oh, no, 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 no. But there was the flip side of it where they yeah, were this called. Is what I understand. They yeah. were called before they closed the school where there was intimidation. It was random people because everyone's going to jump on. That's the thing about movements that are not controlled. See, when you look at a political party, they can control their, their supporters to a certain extent to yeah. say, okay, th- this is how we're going to run this or whatever it is. But because there's this voice where a person just said, hey, Zimbabweans, let's stay away. And then others are taking it to like this level and others are on that level. Opportunists. Yeah. yeah. So some of them sent these 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 messages to mm-hmm. say, "Oh, we know you you." They and they were actually specifically sent to the private schools, mm-hmm. and they they said, "If you do not shut down, we're going to come and cause havoc in your school." Like I received the WhatsApp. Like I. I oh wait, this is no, the no. flip side. I thought it was the other way around. No. That they closed their school. This is the stuff that we were, didn't hear. This is why. Yeah, this is why. This so, is this is what so, I want to know. Yeah. And on. and I have a brother yeah. who who is in a private school. He's in high school. And a message they had to send out a message to to parents and they said they said to the parents um our phone lines are like out of whack, we, we're failing to handle them because so many parents are calling that like, what's mm. going to happen tomorrow. But what we will say is please keep your children at home for their Safe. safety. Yeah. They did not say join the This Flag mm. movement. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it was like, please keep them at home for their safety because we've gotten threatening messages and they could it could be a false alarm, but we do not want to compromise yeah, ourselves we'll take that chance, yeah. in, that, in that way. And I know at my brother's school, some parents did take their children and... Essentially, they, they were being turned away to say, you know, please, please take them back home. It could be one of two things. It could be um, security forces trying to tarnish the image of this flag and saying, well, you've got hooligans mm-hmm. within your movement. Mm-hmm. Then at the same time, it could just be hooligans who are yeah. part of the movement. Yeah. Like, no, no, because then there's every, some people who've been waiting for like yeah, a revolution. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we want to go out there, mm-hmm. want to fight. Because then I, I remember last week when the shutdown happened in Bulaya, I will tell you, I did not think. It was going to. Did the train that was burnt down in Blo- what, That was Blue Eye, right? That was not true. That, there was no but we train. Saw pictures. That was, those those pictures are images of a train that burnt a very long time ago. Oh wow! Um. So. And yeah, but we got we got we got confirmed information that a train was the train was burning. And a Chronicle reporter went to the site, and there was no train burning. <laughs> there wow. was no train burning. But you see now, this is what this is the, this is the whole massive no, twist no, no, about I'm, this. I'm going to tell you this. I was in Bulawayo on that day. Um. My my brother didn't go to school. My father didn't go to work. My mom went to work because she's a civil servant. So she went to work and, um, it was a very slow day for them. She works in the, in the public sector where they deal with the public and 
um, she said only only one person came. They served only one client mm. on on that day. Um, however, uh, I did not think people were not going to. I didn't think people Pula, were going to stay yeah, away. Yeah, were going to stay away. And the streets were empty. There was no one there. Like people really stayed away. And then when it seemed like you know you know what WhatsApp was shut down, it wasn't working in the yeah, morning and, that, yeah. and all that other stuff, right? When it seemed like it was all peaceful and we have been successful with the stay away, then on Makokoba, some young people started burning tires. The yes. police came with water cannons, and then it 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 escalated very quickly into something else. Into something else, and and now you are giving ammunition to, to the people you're fighting to the people you're fighting because they're going to say you're hooligans you are out here you're 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 destroying public property and 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 vandalizing stuff and 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 stuff like that and then in in some parts of Bulawayo in Luveve in Ziligazi people went and looted stores that were shut down which is very it's it's kind of annoying like but these, it's bound to happen it's frustration always, yeah there'll always be misfits but it's frustration he's thinking well That's I'm hungry they're hungry Chuck. this is my opportunity yeah, man. Yeah, but the the table, because then what what I feel is you are not attacking you're not That's attacking it. the source of your oppression you're attacking your fellow brother but imagine Okay, think of think about this. These people have been through how many years of torment, and they get this one day. Do you realize that? Thanks, thanks to the pastor. Not that, uh, not that. <laughs> so, thanks to the pastor, they get this one day, and then um, yo, it's just like, let's do this. <laughs> we out you. I'm not, I'm not condoning. I'm going to show you a picture. Dog, the worst bro. part. The worst part was. Charlie, it was you know, they say kid. there was this saying in, in Sudan and Somalia that there are some people in the world who are so hungry. Yeah. That they can only see God in the form of, of bread. Of course, yeah. In the form of bread, that's where they'll see. And you expect that person to just sit at home. Exactly, they, they can't. It's an opportunity. It happens not to take away from the movement, but yeah. it's going to happen. There's a political movement going on and people are staying away. Crime will prevail. That's, that's the number one. There's no cars this deal. What do you think your... Kamu uh, and I have tried to make this platform, you know, to discuss this flag and have different views. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think you have a platform as... You know the the head of Miss Earth. That do you think you should be speaking out? Are you afraid to speak out? Yeah, there there, there definitely is a fear to to speak out because then um, already you 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 look at yourself as being um, marginalized or isolated, maybe. Yeah, isolated, mm-hmm. and then you're further isolating yourself. You know, yeah. um, and then also a, another thing I try to stay away from is politicizing. Miss Earth, because then yeah. it now paints shifts this, the focus. It as shifts well. the focus, and then there's all these young women who are aspiring to be Miss Earth, and then they're painted by the same brush. Because mm. you should be able. I my belief is, I want Miss Earth to Zimbabwe to grow to a point where if you put on your CV that you were even just a finalist, they're like, oh, okay, this is a woman of quality. Yeah, they, a, rounded, they, a rounded individual. Yeah, a rounded individual. So you, you cannot build something like that, and then and then be starting movements and everything. I I support. Equality. I support the respect of all human beings, and I support um, the, the like justice for all. You know, you know sh- the reason why I asked that question is come mm. when I were talking earlier today, mm-hmm. and there's a problem. See, no. that's, there's always a problem. Zimbabweans always have a problem. Yeah. Facebook and Twitter are going ham and cheese on public figures, <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> Brand. I know exactly where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> Who aren't speaking out? Yeah. Oh no, no, but everyone I, has their own way of, of 
expressing themselves yeah. about the matter. Yeah. So they're like, if you're not tweeting, why aren't you tweeting? tweeting. I don't if have you're Twitter. not posting on Facebook, why are you not posting? I ain't got no data. <laughs> But but I I think I think it's beyond that because yeah. you you want to be careful in that um, you mm. know um, no 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 listen celebrities are influencers right mm-hmm. and so which is why if if someone like Casper um, says fill up the dome all people these people fill the dome. they fill up the dome mm-hmm. so you you do not want to put yourself in a position look at some pure. Dana, mm-hmm. what she said yesterday, mm-hmm. she like went on a tangent, and people were not having it, yeah. and she had to like write a retraction. But as far as we're all concerned, we're like, oh, me especially, I'm like, oh, you were this voice of Pan Africanism and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and and you're you're nothing but a shallow human being. That's of how course. I'm I'm looking at it, right? And you've exposed yourself in that way, in a way where. Let's say someone else who maybe just has a hundred followers. They can tweet their heart out and say everything that they want. It's not going to be disseminated to a huge audience. That there's because there's more backlash for you. Yeah, there's more backlash and your the criticism and all this other stuff because one per, there's a guy, another Zim guy mm-hmm. who um who tweeted. Um, it was something to, to, to do with the, with the, the, this week's shutdown, right? So basically he has a t-shirt company, a very popular. Priorities. Priorities. He's a guy. sucker. Oh, wow. He's a sucker. No, but he, was... here's what I'm saying. Do you see what, what people are doing? You are saying to people, they need to speak out on the movement when they do choose to speak out with their own opinions. Because yeah. then just because this guy no, like is going. No, but he didn't speak on the movement. <laughs> he spoke he's on people's on actions. People. He's like, he's like, you don't even have a real job. Yeah, he's like, he's like, how does someone who doesn't have a real job stay away. To, no, tell other people to stay away <laughs> from their own jobs but then you're right you no, know no, no, but that, that's what i'm saying if fine that, but that's, he's a sucker he really that's is a, that's a different situation but that's what i'm saying that you're you you're putting yourself out there to be criticized by people one and secondly <laughs> they burned his shirt they did. people were like cutting shirts and everything but but, but then like so i what if i what if yeah. i want to come out and say I don't support the this flag movement, and I'm I'm a popular person or I'm a known person, and then now I'm being attacked again. So I'm gonna keep those opinions within my circle, you know. But, but let me say something to you. You see, for me, that's where Africans and and the Western community are separated. The Western community doesn't care what they say, dog. Yeah. Like to an extent whereby people have like six, seven people in PR just to be putting out fires all the time because they just say how they feel. That is true, but then let's not forget one thing. You see, the the the, the animal that is Zimbabwe is everyone knows this. Whether you're 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 black, white, yellow, yeah. orange, blue, that, that you do not piss off the government in whatever ca- capacity of your own self. So it's it's sort of like a self a, 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 a self um preservation kind of thing. Preservation kind of thing because um if I am Ja Preza, for example, yeah. I don't want to put out stuff about this flag and then the next time there's like a a, a, a gala or whatever they're called. Oh, you see. I can, I can, Oliver, Mtukudzi, not everybody no nobody so said low. dude, I, I've not seen anything on Facebook, I've not yeah. seen anything on Twitter, I've not seen anything anywhere. Any yeah, relevant platform. They didn't even send out a, a WhatsApp message yeah. after like a show a show a show information to say, Oh, by the way, Viva. What all I'm saying is that I'm not saying every artist or every celebrity has to support the movement. Mm-hmm. 
at least have an opinion on it. Doesn't that though your your opinion doesn't have to be I do not support or I do support. Yes. Your opinion could be okay, the fine. The yes. country clearly the country is moving in a particular direction, and you can leave it at that. But at least people will then realize. No, hold I on. feel like if you leave it there, then they're going to attack. They'll, you no, they'll, they'll ask you. They'll oh, ask you. No, but you've done something. No, but you, you and you've said something. The minute the thing of the it's like it's like when you're quiet in the, in, in your own but, home but, but what, and things are know, going wrong. Part, part, the one thing we forget about freedom of speech is the freedom to not say anything that, that that's that's a part of of that freedom okay because i am free to not comment Chindy, I'm, gonna, cool. I'm, I'm gonna mix this up with with something else come was a manager uh-huh. and we haven't brought up uh tmmi right which is tandy Muringwa management incorporated right mm-hmm. you guys are managers mm-hmm. right you know your jobs yeah. relating to artists and brands mm-hmm. right there is always a way for you to say enough to not be on that end and enough for you to not be on that but end. Or to just keep words. quiet like she says. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> when people are hungry and they look this up to it. you, it's hard. This is it. For me, for, for me, this is very painful. Let me tell you something. No, no, but then again, it speaks to something else that our, our, our country yeah. does not have. Good PR because the minute people yeah. were, exactly. were, were saying stuff, right? Yeah. Job praise or whatever, there should have been some, a spin. Someone in his PR, you know, yeah, management exactly. should have spun it around and said. They ran. They, 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 they ran for the hills. They actually had no other choice but to run for the hills. That's true. And that's the disappointing part about being a member of the Zimbabwean community when it comes to things like that. Because the law allows you a certain amount and level of freedom of speech. I wish I could have uh, the actual section in front of me. Right. But it allows you a great amount of freedom to speak. And... The thing about it is that if we're saying the country is going to the next level in terms of democracy and there's 70% of young people, blah, 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 who are they going to look to in order to get that extra little bit of gas to keep going? It's all these same people that you've mentioned. No. It's your job praise. Hold on. It's your job praises. Your winky D's. I'm going to flip it this way. That is why we now have people, people have rallied behind this pastor. Because the pastor can talk? Because the pastor is not like you are yeah. saying he is doing what all these other people are failing to do me included or, yeah. or whoever else where he is saying I don't think you're failing I I I am I am not concerned about the backlash of what I have to say and he has proven that by he's even gone all the way to being arrested and all this other stuff but he has become that which you're talking about which is why people are making these images of him and calling him <laughs> Captain, Captain Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe and all but essentially he has become what you are saying our quote unquote celebrities should be. He has become that. He has, he has, he has said not, and not, and not for the popularity or anything, but he has just become a voice. People have stood behind his voice. People have, have sort of amplified his voice. Yeah. And because it's amplified, if I want to look towards some, someone who's doing something, that becomes my person because there is nowhere in the world that says that part of a profile of a musician is to be a oh, political no, no, analyst or not, anything no, like that. In the same way that if you look at the US, there's some artists who make their millions and they're like, I'm going to buy myself a Lamborghini. Yeah. And then there's some artists who are like, oh, I've made so much money and I Let want to give it help. back. Yeah, yeah. So th- we should stop dictating to people what they should and shouldn't do with their I, lives. I think, the, I think the one thing, the one thing that we're not going to do mm-hmm. especially on this platform as raw as we are we do not dictate to anybody to do anything right. we we make suggestions we say we ask questions yeah like yeah. like simply now we're asking a question why did if they don't want to we don't really care mm-hmm. you know like it's really up to them what they want to do and if they don't and then yeah people win, win and then, and they then, yeah. their shows, then, then that's know. another story <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like you like you were saying um 
if you feel, let's say, for instance, we're saying as Miss Earth, the representative or the license holder, you should say something. No. I mean, it's really purely up to you. It's just for me, celebrities, anybody in a position of any sort of power, even us at some point, as influential as the show grows, we will be in a, po- a position whereby if something happens again, they'll be like, ah. So why didn't you say something, something, you guys? You didn't want to talk about it. But exactly. people are listening to you. You see, because you're vessels. You put yourselves in positions to be vessels. And, and now and, once you're and, there... And not everyone has that opportunity to be that vessel. There or have you that, go. That I mean, use it to some greater good. Um, we're not saying what greater good. Yeah. It could be for, you know, yeah. global warming or, or... It's such a shame because now everyone's so worried about, okay, fine. If I go against the grain now, but then here's my question. Then what, what's going to happen to me? Is this not an indication of the amount of um, oppression that exists in our country? This is what exactly. I this is what I was saying. Say so what we're talking yeah. about the guys who ended up going to loot <laughs> the show. People are under. You yeah. do not know what we've been through. Right, and that's another because thing. If there wasn't, if oppression was not there, yeah. I bet you all those artists would be. Yeah, no talk. Yes, because it wouldn't so mean anything. So yeah. let's not say. Uh, okay, I'm going to go a bit ham here. Um, let's not say that they're not saying it was they're exercising their they're, right they're just, to uh, their freedom to not speak or to speak. No, they're not speaking because they're afraid. <laughs> No, 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 no. Of people being beaten under the feet. Imagine Ja Prezer being beaten under the feet. No, but you're missing the point. Ja Prezer would not be beat under the feet. We'll just say imagine. No, but the retribution is, like I said to you, you do realize that what what propelled Ja Prezer was was the sort of government related performances. He would perform at an event that is being aired live on television yeah. and people got to know him. Yeah. So that was his platform. So he cannot go and spit in the same um you know pot that he 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 he's I think he's I, I, I think the best the best thing that you mentioned was uh a combination of freedom of expression and speech as well as PR. Yes. If those two can meet in a, in, a, in a special place and come up with something for specifically designed for Zimbabwean mm. artists and celebrities, mm. then there's a way forward. I'm saying it's way too premature for them to take a risk now. Yeah. Closer to the point whereby we all realize what is actually happening and what's the bigger plot at the end of the day. Cause that's what we're waiting for. Well, that's most of us. That's what we're waiting yeah. for. Yeah. We're not saying we don't support the movement. We're not saying we support the movement. We just want to know what is but the end what, goal. What, what, what is your plan, guys? Like, okay, fine. Now you, you asked that question a, a million times. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. the, what's the we're, end goal? Now you, you've, okay, you've got one victory, one zero. You, know, you defeated the government in mm-hmm. court where they stumbled anyway. Mm-hmm. And the prosecutor was, was sweating. <laughs> so I, that picture. That poor woman, shame, man. All right, all right, all right. That's about enough. We've run out of time. We gotta call it quits. Thank you so much for coming through, Tandi Moringa, uh, former Miss Earth, uh, now basically the person who runs Miss Earth, as well as owner of TMMI, Tandi Moringa Management Incorporated. This was Zim Conversations on CliffCentral.com, hosted by the usual suspects, Kamupiri, a.k.a. Big Daddy Black, and yours truly, KF Malindi Jr. This is CliffCentral.com.